But when I say that most planning is done backwards, it's because most people start planning thinking about what they want to accomplish in the future without ever stopping and looking at what you've already done in the last 365. Welcome to the No BS Business School Podcast, the show where powerhouse women learn how to sell differently, ditch pro marketing, and build financially lucrative businesses. I'm your host, Jan Ditchfield. After spending over 20 years in the charity world, I realized that the fluffy, trendy marketing and sales tactics being taught online aren't all that effective for industry experts like you. In each episode, I give you the tangible steps to build a profitable business that is wildly successful and equally fulfilling. Money, marriage, business strategy, and marketing, we talk about it all. This is where the evolution of your business begins. Let's get started. Well, hey, you, and welcome back to another episode of No BS Business School. Whether it's your first time listening or if you are back again for another episode, I'm just so happy you're here. I had a conversation recently with somebody about their business and how they were feeling very overwhelmed within it, felt like they were constantly chasing it instead of being the one driving the, the decisions within the business. And they were very much caught in that messy middle stage, which is one of the worst places you can get into. It's one of the hardest places to get out of. And it's the stage in business where most women give up. And this is the time when we make a lot of really knee-jerk reactions and not necessarily qualified decisions or necessarily the most strategic decisions because we're so desperate to try to find a way out of the mess. And at the time of recording this episode, we are now coming up to the end of the year, which means that everybody right now should be thinking about 2024. I don't want you to stop thinking about 2023 yet because there's still more money to be made and there's definitely still more business to do. But you also should start having a brain thinking forward of what should I be doing in the business next year that's different? How should I be setting goals? And what should I be looking forward to or planning for to be able to get me out of the stage that I'm in right now, especially if you're in a stage that you're not really happy to be in? And one of the things that I've come to realize in all of my years of doing business is that most business planning is done backwards. And if you're feeling stuck right now in that messy middle part of business, it's most likely because your plan is keeping you there. I'm going to do a full episode coming up before the end of the year on how to create the proper plan for next year. So don't worry, I'll be coming in with that. Plus, I have my free online summit happening, the online entrepreneur event in December. And you're welcome to come join me there because I definitely will help you get out of this stage when we go through all of the things that we'll be learning on that occasion. But when I say that most planning is done backwards, it's because most people start planning, thinking about what they want to accomplish in the future without ever stopping and looking at what you've already done in the last 365. There's very little space left for review. And we tend to just like close the books and move on to the next chase instead of stopping and getting really reflective about what we've just come through so we can be more strategic about how we're going to approach the next year of business. And when you're doing a 360 review of your business and you're really looking back, there are some key areas that you should be looking at. The first is your numbers. Of course, it's me talking. You know, I'm going to say it. You should also be looking at your marketing, your stats, because they're going to tell you exactly what's working and what's not. The impact that you feel that you've made on the people you serve and also on yourself as an entrepreneur. And then the most important one, which is the one we're going to talk about today, is the truth, which is when you have a really hard conversation with yourself about how you feel about your business. 
So today I want to talk about having that hard conversation. And I'm going to ask you this question. How do you really feel about your business? Now, I'm a big believer in numbers. And you know, because if you listen to the show, that I talk a lot about being more pragmatic about our approach to business. But I also very much believe that how we feel about our business, our emotions, our passion, all of those things, especially the things that are the internal parts of our lives as women, play a huge impact in how successful we're going to be within the business. And we often don't leave ourselves enough space to have this conversation. One, because of course it's touchy-feely. And either as women, we're being told to be less touchy-feely in business or we're being told to just be nothing but touchy-feely. And there's never really a balance between the two. And the other reason I think, which is probably more accurate, is that a lot of the time we don't want to have this conversation because it's going to force us to have to get very real about ourselves as business owners and about where we are within our business. So I want to help guide you a little bit through this conversation with yourself today in a supportive and loving way, as always. But I would encourage you before you move forward into 2024 to really take some time to unpack some of these questions and get really focused and really honest again with how you're feeling about your business. Are you inspired by it? Do you feel like it's more like a chore? Let's connect and see what we can unpack. The first question I really want you to sit down and think about is, what is it in your business over the past 365 days that you'd like to do less of? Because all of us have things in our business that we do that we are not inspired by. We do not want to touch it. We wish we didn't do it. And it feels like a burden more than anything else. And there's never a moment, no matter how successful you are in business, that you love every aspect of it. And you're allowed to not like things in your business. But I don't think you should ignore that. I think that's something that we should be addressing and looking at. And it's just as important to ask yourself the question of what worked well for you in the past 365 and what was it in the business that drove you and kept you fueled throughout this past year. When you think about this past year of business, what was it that lit a fire in your belly and that you got up every day and you were like, I'm so excited to do this. I can't wait to do more of this. Even if no one paid me, I would still show up and do this. We might not take it that far, but you know what I mean. For me, one of the biggest callings that I had over the last year, or the biggest realizations, I should say, is how much I love talking about business planning, like diving deep into it, the strategies behind it, really, truly creating a plan that is actionable and impactful, and how much I love talking about the boring things in business far more than I love talking about the things that everybody else talks about. And for me, when I look back and I did this exercise on my own business, I had to get honest with myself that my calling, the thing that makes me different, the thing that lights me up, the thing that is what I want to pursue, it's the boring stuff because the boring things are what lead to results time and time again. And when I work with women who really lean into embracing those boring parts of the business, like they embrace the mindset, the systems and the habits that they need to have. I can see the success happen for them. Like I watch the business change. I watch them change as an entrepreneur. I watch their lives change as women. And I love it. And when I identified that going through this exercise, it became a central focus of my plan for 2024. 
Because often the things that we love the most, we make the most money at. Because other people see how excited we are. It fuels them. Our brains are constantly thinking about these things. So we're finding ways to be able to talk about it and sell it. And it's natural feeling. And that invites other people into the conversation. So I invite you to ask yourself what worked for you in this past 365 and then to ask yourself what needs to happen in 2024 for more of the good to happen in your business. Do you need to retire another offer? Do you need to put more strategic time on your calendar? Do you need to do less one-on-one work so you can do more group work? How can you gain more of the things that fuel you and release the things that don't. The next conversation that I'd like you to look at is being truthful about actually what you sell. So yes, we know there are certain topics that we like talking about. There are certain things we like doing in the business and certain things we don't. But then when we look at what we're selling, like our offer suite, where our revenue is being driven from, is that aligning to what lights you up? What services or offers do you have that you wish you could have done more of? What are the things that you were like, this is just easy. There's no friction here. The money comes to me easily. The results come quickly. Yes, I'm working, but I'm working from a place of joy and impact, not from a place of frustration, which is going to lead you to ask yourself the question of what services or offers do you sell in your business right now over the past 365 do you wish you really could have done less of? And now I want to be clear here about this because at some point in our business, every single one of us, myself included, we need to do things in the business and sell things that we don't necessarily love, but we're making money at it right now. And if we just go and chop the legs off of that offer without having something strategic in place to replace that revenue with, that is not what I want you to do. But If you have something that you've been selling or something you've been working on that just doesn't do it for you anymore, how can you start making strategic adjustments over the next year to phase that offer out? I have retired many things in my business, things I loved and I retired them because there just wasn't a market for it anymore. And then things that I sold and I was like, man, this is not my jam. I don't want to do this anymore. Not because of the people I worked with, not because of the results they got, but because it just didn't align with what my vision and my interests were. And in the early days of the business, there were a lot of things that I did because it made income for me. I generated revenue when I did it. That really was not my cup of tea. I'm going to go way back and talk about resume writing. And that's way back now at this point. But I had to do it in order to be able to grow the other parts of the business. And so if you're in that mess right now and you're just feeling like this last year has been a slog, what can you change for 2024 so you can strategically start scaling the things that you really love and phase out the things that just are kind of meh to you? Next, I want you to have a really truthful conversation about how happy are you with the financial status of your business? You don't need to have this conversation with anyone else. You don't need to admit the truth to me to your partner, to anyone you work with, to your parents, to your children, to your best friend, but you need to admit it to yourself. Are you happy with the amount of money that you're making in your business? 
If you had to take a piece of paper and write one to 10 on that paper, one being I'm barely getting by and I'm worried that this is just an expensive hobby, the middle ground being it's getting easier to make money and I'm pretty optimistic about the future, and 10 being I'm generating consistent revenue and focused on growing my wealth, where would you rank yourself and your happiness about the financial status of your business? Expensive hobby, starting to get easier, or you are all in and it's growing like crazy. And while you're sitting in that uncomfortable state, the next thing I want you to think about is what percentage of your revenue are you using right now to pay yourself? If you're paying yourself at all. How much money we make matters a lot. 100% it does. But also how much money that we're able to profit and pocket matters more. The online space is notorious for talking about top line only. So all you ever see is this is revenue, this is revenue, this is revenue. Look at my screenshot of my latest Stripe account to see how much money I made. But I'm very strategically going to cut out my refunds. So you don't actually know how much money I'm losing in the business. And it sets up a false sense of security for us and a false expectation that is easy to make money and it's easy to have that money flow toward us as the business owner because that's where the disconnect happens a lot of the time. If you are making money right now and it is coming to you easily or it's starting to feel easier, I'm really happy for you. But if you're not paying yourself, there's a problem in the business. And that is something that I would love for you to set as a goal for 2024 is that you're going to strategically work on making sure that you are taking care of you first because your business shouldn't be a hobby. Even if it's someone that's making money right now, if you aren't able to put money into your own pocket, pay your mortgage, pay your bills, take a portion of that money toward what it is that you your should be your salary, you need to get that fixed. Because this is where the resentment starts to happen within the business, which is why I want you to have an honest conversation about how you're feeling so you can identify where you're feeling the pushback against the business. And I'm going to guess it's most likely when it comes to the money side of things, not the impact, because I know you're making impact, but the money. Is the money actually balancing out and representing equally to the change that you're making in the lives of other people? Is the business also changing your own life at the same time? Which leads to the next question, how happy are you within your business? And this is never going to be the same every single day. There are days that I don't like my business. I look at it and I'm like, I don't want to do this today. I don't want to be a business owner today. I just want to sit on the couch. I want to play with my daughter. I want to read a magazine just for the sake of reading a magazine. But more days, I love what I do. And so on that scale of one to 10, with one feeling like your business is more like a burden than it's not, the middle ground five You're finding more days where you fall in love with it, but you still wish for more satisfaction. Or 10, you are fully living your purpose, even on the hard days. How happy are you feeling right now, looking back over the past 365? And then the question I would invite you to ask after that, which generally is a catalyst for why you're not happy enough within the business, is what percentage of your time are you spending working on your business rather than in your business? Because when we absorb ourselves and like throw ourselves into the busy side of our businesses, 
We're making things. We're showing up on social media. We're answering emails. We're doing all of the stuff. And we don't spend enough time in the quiet of the business where we can do the thinking work and the strategy work and we can work on the business, the happiness starts to shift because we start to feel like we're employees, not business owners. We're not CEOs. We're not the people anymore who have the big vision and the big dreams. Now we're that person in a cubicle who has to actually implement it. Somebody else's vision. Even if it's your own vision in your business, when you don't get enough time to sit in the CEO mindset and you're always in the cubicle, it's taxing. Heck, is why we left our careers. So many of us. This is why I created my program Legacy was so that I could help bridge that gap for so many women between the on and the in of the business. And I come in as that role of the COO, your chief operating officer, helping you to be able to balance the two different hats that you need to wear so you can spend more time in the CEO mindset and not just always be absorbed by the day-to-day work because you strategically know now what to focus on to turn that vision of yours into something tangible. And so the busy work you're doing is now strategic and impactful instead of something that you just build up resentment around. And if that resentment is building, what changes do you wish you could make in your business to find more joy within it in the next 365? Can you make changes to the way that you run your team or the culture that you're creating within your business? Can you make changes to the day-to-day operations of your business? Like how it actually functions in the day-to-day? Are there frustrations that you can identify? Like things that continually happen within the business that drive you banana cakes and you wish you could just figure out how to get rid of them? And what adjustments do you need to do or make in 2024 to get rid of these frustrations? All of these honest conversations, although really hard, are so necessary for you to have before you start putting anything down on paper for the next year. So like I talked about in the last episode on 220, I don't want you to carry bad habits into the next year of business, but even more, I do not want you to carry resentment into the next year. We shouldn't feel like we're employees within our business and we sure as heck shouldn't feel resentment toward the business because we can control that by making some pretty strategic decisions on what we get rid of and what we keep. And then the last honest conversation that I'd like you to have is in regards to your position within your niche, specifically compared to your competitors. When you look at the other people who are in your niche and they're doing big things and you look at yourself against them, how do you feel? Do you feel like you're a player? Do you feel a little bit of that green-eyed monster coming up? Like you might be hate-liking some posts from your competitors? And again, you don't have to admit this to anybody, just yourself. And there's no judgment with this because we all have feelings about our competitors. Many of them, we love them. There's probably one or two that you're kind of meh about. There may be somebody that you just don't even want to ever talk about. But how we position ourselves in our niche in comparison to them matters for our own self-worth, especially as experts. Because I find when we're experts at what we do and we move into the online space that has a lot of really great experts and then a lot of people who are faking it till they make it. When we see the fake it till we make it people rising, 
it brings up a lot of feelings. Like we put a lot of effort into getting where we are in our careers. So it's hard sometimes to look at somebody else and be like, this is not computing. But instead of putting that effort and energy into feeling upset or frustration, jealousy even maybe, can we rechannel those feelings into an area of the business where we can help to use it to rise above? Like it will fuel us instead of pulling us down. And the only way we can identify that is by looking at how happy we are about our own position in our niche compared to the people that we're competing with, which also is going to invite you to ask yourself, do you actually feel that your industry or your market has a really good sense of who you are and what you do and why you're such an expert at it? Because if you don't think that's true or you feel that isn't true, because we're still in our feelings here and you're allowed, this might come back to looking at your brand, your marketing and your sales strategy. And if it's really dialed in and working for you the way you want it to be working for you so that you are standing out in your market as the expert you are and you are solving those pain points that you know you can solve. And that is at the heart and the center of all of your marketing and all of your sales strategies moving forward. Because sometimes we think we're talking a lot about what we do and we think we're explaining it, why we're so good at what we do, but we're really selling ourselves short. We're turning down our light instead of turning it up. This next 365 is going to be an incredible opportunity for you to be able to reach your goals, move your bar up or move it down if this is the year that you just need to kind of get more strategic so you can move forward from there. But regardless of whatever it is that you have, that vision for the next year, you need to stop and look back down the mountain and really reflect and review on all of the things that you did in your business to get you where you are right now. And then give yourself permission to let some shit go. Make 2024 the year that you go all in on your great big vision And don't bring anything with you that doesn't serve it. And until next time, stay resilient and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining me on this episode of No BS Business School. If you enjoyed the show and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe on your player of choice and leave a five-star rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at jandishville.co. Stay resilient and I'll catch you on the next episode.